Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another exciting Arts and the Science Guy podcast, where we talk about everything science. If you know somebody who has a pug, you might want to send them this episode. Because you know why? Pug's health is so poor, it can no longer be considered a typical dog. These poor and beautiful dogs' health is so bad that a new study suggests that pugs face such serious health conditions that they can no longer be considered a typical dog from a health perspective. Yes, you've heard it right. Research from the Royal Veterinary College has revealed that health of pugs is now substantially different and largely worse than other dogs. But how exactly did they come to this conclusion? Don't worry about it. That's why I'm here. It turns out that the study compared the health of 4,300 some pugs and 21,800 and some non-pugs. So it was pretty much a 1 to 5 ratio. And it turns out that UK pugs are almost twice as likely to experience one or more disorders annually compared with other dogs. Brachycephalic or brachydogs like pugs, bulldogs, or boxers are bred for their distinctive looks. I mean, you've probably seen them. If you haven't seen them, go and look it up online. Brachydogs. B-R-A-C-H-Y. And to be honest with you, I see more and more pugs around. And indeed, in the last years, pugs have increased in popularity with a five-fold increase in a kennel club registrations for pugs from 2005 to 2017. They're popular. What are you going to do? Looks and preferences are really subjective. But if a dog's having health issues, uh, the emotional and the financial burden is going to be on you. Let's talk about health issues. It turns out overall, pugs were found to be around 1.9 times as likely to have one or more disorders recorded in a single year compared to non-pugs. As one of the veterinary surgeons expressed, these findings do not come, I quote, as a surprise, unquote. The veterinarian said, I quote, The issue is you've got a dog with a smaller skull. But nothing else about the dog has gotten equivalently smaller. She says their brains are squished into a box that's too small. And other soft tissues are squished into a smaller space. And surprise, surprise, that causes a lot of the problems that pugs face. Including issues with breathing, skin, and their back. Alright, don't get scared, some terminology is coming up. Brachycephalic obstructive airway syndrome, a breathing issue, was the disorder with the highest risk in pugs with the designer breed almost 50 times more likely to have this condition. Dr. Hill says the narrow nostrils pugs have is like trying to breathe through a really narrow straw and makes simple things like breathing much harder. I mean, you've been around pugs, right? Tell me if you agree with this. She adds that the common image that we have of pugs is where they're smiling and have their tongue sticking out, looking like they're panting. It's not the joyful image we may think. Really, they're having to breathe through their mouths because they cannot breathe efficiently through their noses. Pugs were also found to be at a higher risk of skinfold infections. I mean, if you've seen a pug, you've seen those skinfolds, right? You know why? Because they've got more skin that they need for that size or that face. That creates folds and this can cause skin infections to occur, creating soreness and itchiness. And you know what else? Don't even get me started on the tail. That attractive quote-unquote tail that people actually like shows malformed vertebra. You know what that means? That means more slipped discs. Imagine you as a human being have a malformed vertebra? Oh yeah, I bet you have not thought about that. Or maybe you have, but if you haven't, now you know. Okay, so I guess by now you kind of get the picture. Do you want me to get going? Alright, here's a couple more. The research also showed that pugs have reduced risk of some conditions including heart murmur, aggression, and wounds. Honestly, I don't know how that's going to be a thing. Maybe because if you can't really breathe too well, you're not really worried about being aggressive. I mean, think about it. Here I am laboring to breathe and trying to breathe through a little straw and you're trying to aggravate me. I don't got time for that, bro. I'll just walk away. But in all seriousness, the research also suggests that their findings indicate that pugs may suffer from seriously compromised health and welfare. But then, 
they've got all these issues, and what do these doctors actually even suggest? Well, one of the doctors said, I quote, While these extreme unhealthy characteristics remain, we will continue to strongly recommend potential owners to not buy brachycephalic breeds, such as pugs. End quote. And this person is Justine Shutton, the president of the British Veterinary Association. Okay, now we know what we know, and we've got what we've got. What do you do? And let's get an important thing out of the way. Dr. Hill says people who buy dogs do so in good faith, and it's important to not attribute blame. So let's not blame people. But then do you just keep buying and breeding these dogs and subjecting them to living a hellish life of malformed vertebra, the brain being squished into a little box and having skin folds because you've got more skin than you need? There are things that can be done for existing pug owners, like looking out for symptoms of breathing difficulties, such as excessive panting or lots of uh, noise during breathing. In summer months, pugs are more at risk of heart-related problems because they have less airway, so they need to be kept cool, she says. And while the barrel-shaped bodies are really cute, weight management, like for us humans, is important because an overweight, short face dog, like a pug, is at even a greater risk. Dr. Hill adds, animals have thoughts and feelings of their own. And we just need to make sure that they live long, happy, and healthy. Honestly, I don't know if you agree or disagree. I didn't like pugs ever, just because it was just not an attractive dog for me. But again, it's really subjective. And I've been made aware of the sufferings that these poor dogs have to go through relatively recently. And perhaps this information was useful if you're on a fence and wanted to get a dog. And if there was going to be a pug and if you're on a limited budget, think about it. The average dog in the United States costs the owner about $18,000 in their lifetime, and the range goes up to $30,000. I'm not a dog owner, and this could be completely false, but pugs might be at the higher range of this. Do look it up, do your research, find out. If you found this episode interesting, I'd love to hear your thoughts in the comment. Consider sharing this episode with someone who has a pug or maybe considers to get one. Hit the follow button to not miss my tomorrow's episode, and I can't wait to see you in tomorrow's episode. Do you promise me? Are you going to follow? Thanks a lot.